Welcome to Lawyer Business Advantage. This podcast is dedicated to helping attorneys earn more money, get better clients, and spend more time with family. I'm your host, Alej Yajnik, founder of Law Firm Success Group. Smart business guidance for small law firms begins in three, two, one. And I'm pleased to welcome to the broadcast my friend, Scott Ron, who is the founder and managing partner of RMO. Scott, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. One of the things I love about how you have built your firm, you grew very quickly. You have a really nice sized firm. uh, And also you have grown using a niche. So tell us a little bit about the growth and evolution of your firm. We are in a very specific niche, as you've highlighted uh, here at RMO. We are a probate litigation firm, and that's really all that we do. So we stay in our lane. We don't deviate from that lane and get in other people's lanes. And we focus specifically on probate litigation, resolving and litigating probate disputes. And what that means is handling will contests, trust contests, contested conservatorships, all the things that you think that might arise when a decedent passes and family members have issues regarding their estate or pre-death if someone is having issues regarding a loved one and there requires court intervention to address issues with them, their money, their health, etc. There's so many trust in estate law firms out there. uh, And there's also some that are pretty focused on trust and estate litigation. Yours is the first firm I've heard of that focuses on probate litigation. So how did you come up with this this idea and discover this niche and then choose to develop it and build it up? So you're absolutely right. There are a lot of firms out there that do trust and estates. There are some firms that do trust and estates that also have trust and estate litigation practices. All of that's in the probate court. We are one of the few firms that is focused on just the litigation side. So we don't do the planning. We don't do the taxes. Uh, Our administration practice is limited to those matters that are tangential to the litigations that we're handling. And what that does is that doesn't create conflicts for us with the nice estate planning lawyers that we work with. So we'll often co-counsel cases with estate planning lawyers, tax lawyers, corporate lawyers, other litigators who don't do what we do, frankly, don't want to do what we do. Most (laughs) estate planning lawyers don't like to go to court, certainly not over a contested matter, and they don't want to be in the hot seat, you know, in trial. Um, And most litigators don't want to go to probate court because as I was told when I was a baby lawyer and got my first probate court case, uh, it's weird. It has its own set of rules. Um, I, I don't. I, I came to find that it's not weird. It's actually very commonsensical, um, and, and frankly, just a really, really nice place to practice. So we've focused on this. Uh, like I said, my my first probate experience came when I was a young lawyer, and then had the opportunity to move into a department that focused on trust and estates. It was a full blown planning and administration and litigation practice where I focused on the litigation, but got to learn the planning and the administration alongside and really to sharpen uh, my toolkit. And then throughout the course of my career, I just continued to focus on that um, as I moved out of other practice areas and shed those um, because I really liked the probate litigation work. 
it's one of the few practice areas where you really get to help people. You get to help families and you really get to help them at a very challenging time in their lives. Everybody we work with is dealing with a situation where they've lost a loved one or a loved one is compromised and they don't know what to do. Um, this mm-hmm. isn't something that people go through often in their lives, hopefully. And they're stressed, they're vexed, and we get an opportunity to hold their hand and let them know it's okay. And we have a path to get them through this, to get them a result and put them in a place where they can move on with their lives. And I think it's that approach, the empathy with which we approach our clients and their cases, in addition to obviously the focus the structure, the strategies, the muscle that we put behind those cases to get those results that really distinguish and differentiate us and have helped us to grow as a firm over these past many years. I want to ask you a question about how you grew your firm in terms of when you brought on the the attorneys and how you brought in the attorneys. Because an area like probate litigation, it's very interesting for me to hear about what experience you wanted when they came into the firm versus the experience and training that you gave them to be really good probate litigators once they joined your firm. So tell me a little bit about you know the size of the firm you started. Now you're much larger. How did you go through that process of adding attorneys and, and really finding and then bringing on talent and balancing that with training? Great question. And I think hiring is, as you know, is one of the single biggest challenges to any business. Ours certainly is not the exception to that rule. I started the firm in 2015. Me, myself, and I, we were an army of three being me uh, for about the first month or so. Uh, I then hired my probate paralegal uh, from my firm, Gina Rosales, who's been with me prior to then and since then, um, and has been part of the backbone of the firm. She's got decades of experience and is just a wonderful, wonderful person to practice with. But as we continued to get busier, as the market continued to to realize what we were capable of doing um, and more and more cases kept coming in, we needed to be able to obviously continue to do the good work that helped build that reputation. So we, like most small firms, started by going out to friends and family to hire people that we knew, liked, and trusted as the old provisor's adage goes. Sure. Um, And one of those first hires is my partner, Sean, who runs our Orange County office and is my co-managing partner of the firm. Sean and I were summer associates together at our first firm 20 years ago. And we went our separate ways when we both went from that smaller firm to big law and you know honed our practices but we got the band back together if you will uh in late 2015 2016 um and he's been an integral part of helping to to build the firm from that point and we really look for first we look for good people right fit is the single most important thing i've told Anybody who would listen when I'm talking about who we're trying to bring on, that fit is the single most important thing because if they're not people who do their business the right way for the right reasons and they're not genuinely interested in helping people, it's just not going to work. There are plenty of lawyers out there who will lawyer 
the bejesus out of a case, um, <laughs> generate fees, you know, maybe even get results. But, you know, our clients are our people first, cases second, and you really need to have that approach. And I think that that approach of taking care of people, whether it's our clients or our employees, our referral sources, I think if you lead with that, I think the rest of it takes care of itself. So we always look for people who are first good people and second, good lawyers. And third, hopefully somebody with some probate experience, even if it's just exposure. And fourth, if they don't have that, then someone who's willing to learn uh, and a quick learner. And we've been fortunate that the people we've been able to hire check those boxes. They're good, smart, hardworking people who frankly just want to do a good job for their clients. And you combine all those things together and we get results. You started this firm in 2015. It's 2021. So in six years, Scott, you now have 15 people at least working for you, probably more than what's on your website. Mm -hmm. What do you attribute that level of growth and scalability to? It's a great question. Uh, I think the growth and scalability is in part driven by the market because we are so niche. Um, you know, we we are not a competitor to many. We, because we don't do the planning, we don't do the taxes, we don't do the corporate work, the real estate work, you know, all the things that come out of a traditional estate planning firm, we're able to shoulder up with a lot of estate planning practices and practitioners. So we can bolt on with their firms, we can co-counsel and ninja assassin, if you will, the <laughs> litigation piece of a, of a family dispute. And then leave the client, you know, with the referral source for them to wrap up the administration, do the next stage of planning, do the corporate work, real estate work, et cetera. Um, you know, we come in, we get a result, we get out, but the referral source and the client are, are fat and happy and continue down their path. And I think that's really something that being able to distinguish ourselves in the market and being known for what we do and being good at it and knowing that we're, we're there to help protect the relationships of those who bring us into those relationships, I think really has helped us on our growth path. And we are going to be past the 25 person mark here by the end of this month. We just hired some, some new lawyers for our Miami office and some new uh, paralegals and lawyers for the California offices as well. So it's tremendous. And, you know, we're very, very proud of, of everybody that's here and, you know, what we're, what we're able to do for people. Well, congrats on that growth story, Scott, that is fantastic. And, you know, if you're listening to this, I hope you're paying attention to what he's saying, what he's putting out there. I hear a lot of people talk about, where should I specialize my law firm and what three practice areas should I focus on? But I would challenge all of you to do what Scott has done. Find an area of practice where you're really good and where you can get really good and get really specialized. Because if you focus on just that, you'll be doing your best work. And to Scott's point, you know, your referral partners are going to enjoy working with you because they know you're going to come in and like Scott's team does, they go in, they get their very specific job done they get out the existing referral referral relationship between the client and the attorney, the other attorney is still in place. Uh, the other attorney looks like a rock star and a hero clients happy. 
and and that relationship, uh, the referral relationship is preserved. So Scott, tremendous job of really leveraging the niche that you've built to grow your firm. Thank you. One of the things we were talking about was personnel. And you mentioned that your co-managing partner, Sean Muntz, has been with you for most of this journey. A lot, of, a lot of attorneys are out there trying to grow firms on their own. And I'd love to hear from you how Sean has contributed to the growth of the firm and how you two work together. The trust that we have in one another, having shared an office when neither of us, frankly, knew anything. Um, and the friendship that was struck then, the foundation that we built, that we've been able to build upon uh, has been significant in what we've been able to accomplish thus far and, and for where we're going. But I think one of the biggest reasons why we've had as much success as, as we've had and will have is because we complement one another. We both bring strengths and complement each other's, if I dare call them weaknesses. Um, Sean is a, a lawyer's lawyer. Um, I have always joked with him that he's a much better lawyer than I. I always joke that he knew the code of civil procedure by the end of our summer by heart. Um, and he was when when we were baby lawyers after we returned to that firm after passing the bar, you know, he was my go-to uh, associate when I would have procedural questions. And he just continued to build his tool set and, and sharpen those tools in the time that we were apart. So for me, it was a no-brainer um, bringing Sean into the fold. And it's something that, you know, he and I had talked about on and off over the years. So, you know, we're lucky that we have each other and that we're able to, to leverage off of that. And frankly, to be able to have the, the new people that we have at the firm, um, like Matt Baker, our junior partner, and a lot of the other lawyers who frankly just you know, pull together and we do work together well and complement one, one another. Um, it's really a, a wonderful team. It's, it's an honor to work with them. Um, and I feel lucky to have found each and every one of them. That is a wonderful, wonderful story. And I love hearing, hearing those kinds of things because, you know, that doesn't always work out. A lot of law firms break up earlier on and they don't they don't have they don't grow to the size that that you've grown to so congratulations to you and Sean and, and the rest of the team on doing that looks like you're in uh, six offices Southern California all the way across the coast of Miami and a few in between one of the questions I'm I always get asked is should I open a new office here should I open a new office there? Love to hear how the additional offices came to be and, and what was the business reason and the personal reasons for setting those up? That's a question I get frequently. And, and as one of my mentors likes to quip, uh, some people fall in love with profit. Some people fall in love with overhead, <laughs> alluding to my affection for the latter. But the reality is that we as I've said, our ethos is to help people. And frankly, we have a better mousetrap. We take better care of people. We get better results sooner for less legal spend. And that is a market niche that is valuable in almost any market. And if there's enough volume 
to support a practice and the market can use our services where we're able to help people and provide them better results for frankly, less legal spend. Mm -hmm. And that's where we're going to try to be. One of the reasons that people listen to this podcast is because they're looking to build a successful small law firm, similar to what you've built. And so for someone who's trying to do what you have done, what, what advice would you give them? I think the single most important thing in building any business is the relationships that you have. If you don't have those relationships, you're going to have a hard time. You're not only going to have a hard time finding clients that will support your business, you're going to have a hard time scaling that business. I think one of the reasons that we've had the success that we've had in not only having the cases, but finding the personnel to support those client relationships is because of the relationships that we have. Our recruiter that we use, it came through a friend, an old classmate of mine, law school classmate. The marketing firm that we've worked with for the past many years is someone that I've known for a decade um, and so on and so forth down the list. And it's really through those relationships you know, the people that you need to know that are going to help you build your business. That's where the magic is. I, I remember sitting down, this was probably 15 years ago or so, sitting pre-kids, pre-marriage uh, in Mexico for, for New Year's with the CEO of a, a publicly traded company. Just he and I, he was a friend of a friend, but he and I came down a little early before the rest of the group got there and we were sitting there sipping a little tequila and he had been a serial entrepreneur, had started a bunch of companies. And then I, you know, I had him to myself and I was going to ask the million dollar question. So I did. And I said, how do you do it? And he said, how do I do what? <laughs> I said, how do you start all these successful companies? And he just kind of shook his head and took a sip of his tequila and said, that's the question I get asked more frequently than anything else. And I just looked at him waiting for the answer and he didn't say anything else. And I said, so what's the answer? And he said, I don't know. You just do it. You figure it out. You have a question, you start asking people. Funny thing is people want to help you. So the first person you ask may not have the answer, but they might have a friend who does. So I only share that with you because it was an, it, it was illustrative to me that relationships and having these relationships, which I was building at the time are, are the key to all of this. And what ends up happening is it brings your community closer together and it makes all of the magic happen. You know, I grew up in a, a small town in rural Wisconsin, uh, about 1100 people strong when I left. And you know, that feeling of community that you get growing up in a, in a small town, that's what you end up getting when you focus on those relationships and, and again, taking care of the people, taking care of the people ultimately who are going to take care of you. Thank you, Scott, for that answer. For that, answer. that is a incredibly powerful insight. Oftentimes when we work with a firm, we talk about the operational components of the firm. We do talk about personnel but it's way more, what you're talking about is way more than that. It's actual relationships. And the phrase, it's not 
Uh, it's not what you know, it's who you know. That doesn't quite do it justice, although it's true. What you're talking about is much deeper than that. It's building a tight, close-knit group of people that trust you, that you trust, that you can lean on for years and decades, and you can grow together and be successful together. And they may be acquaintances, they may be employees, they may be professional colleagues, but that group, that tight-knit group that you can build that's going to help you and you'll help them. So Scott, thank you for that insight. So as you're thinking about the future of RMO, you've got six offices, you're going to cross 25 employees this year. It's a terrific story about building a niche law firm. I get the sense that maybe you're just getting started, but (laughs) what excites you about your firm in the future? I'm excited about the people we have. I'm excited about the people who are coming aboard. Uh, I'm excited for the new markets that we're exploring currently. Um, but to get into those new markets, and this is something that I, I think I, I failed to, to discuss fully when we were talking about you know, what the secret sauce is and expanding, you know, we have to find the right people. So, you know, we found the right people in Miami, you know, San Diego, Orange County, et cetera, you know, looking at these other markets, you know, some of them we've been looking for a couple of years at this point, because we want to make sure that the person who is going to be flying that RMO flag for us, with us, is the right person. Again, the person who does their business right for the right reasons and cares about taking care of people. So I'm excited that we have these opportunities to look at these new markets and the opportunity to expand in these new markets, to bring our better mousetrap to those markets. I'm excited to to find those people because I know they're out there. We found them in all of our other markets. It's just a matter of unearthing them. It's it's challenging, as we all know, as we discussed at the beginning, hiring is, is challenging for any business owner, but we're committed to being in places where we can help people. And we know as soon as we find the right people, we'll be able to do just that. Hiring's a skill. And the more you do it, the better you get. And you've certainly done your share of hiring and you're continuing to do that. And being selective is so important, especially for geographic expansion. So if there is somebody who is listening to this, who thinks that they may know of someone who would be a good fit, or maybe they're a good fit themselves, how should they get in touch with you, Scott? Can send me a message through LinkedIn, uh, give us a call at the office, or you can shoot me an email directly, um, either at the firm, hello at rmolawyers.com or directly to me at Ron S. It's my last name, first initial at rmolawyers.com. And happy to talk to those people. Scott, congratulations on all your success. Best wishes for the future. And thank you for being on the program today. Thank you so much. It was really fun. Everyone, that is Scott Ron, founder and managing partner of RMO. And that's a wrap for this episode of the Lawyer Business Advantage podcast. One thing that would really help both us and other new potential listeners is for you to rate this show and leave a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you tune in to listen. And I want to hear from you. So connect with me on LinkedIn and let me know what you think of this episode. And if you are a solo or an owner of a small law firm, and you're looking to earn more money, attract better clients, or reduce your stress, we would love to talk with you to see how we can help. Request your free law firm assessment by visiting lawfirmsuccessgroup.com. 
Again, that URL is lawfirmsuccessgroup.com. We look forward to talking with you soon. Thank you for listening. My name is Ale Yajnik. Until next time, remember, you can seize freedom. You can embrace happiness. You can build your perfect practice.